On today's episode of Locked On Mariners, it's easy to feel deflated after a weekend like Seattle just had, but does that erase the good vibes the team built heading into the second half? I'm going to tell you a very simple reason why not. Plus, Colby and I are going to look at a team that could surprisingly sell at the deadline and has plenty of interesting fits for the Seattle Mariners. All that and more coming right up. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Locked On Mariners podcast brought to you by Blue Nile. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And going on now is the Blue Nile anniversary sale. Save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. Shop stress-free and find your forever piece. Go to BlueNile.com today. It is Monday, July 25th, 2022. And thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms with new episodes every Monday through Friday. I am your host, Tidane Gonzalez, joined as always by my co-host, Colby Patnode. We cover the Mariners over at InsideTheMariners.com for Fan Nation over on the Sports Illustrated Network. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. Follow Inside the Mariners at Inside Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at CPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. Be sure to also check out our Patreon over at Patreon.com forward slash control the zone we post two additional podcasts on there every single week again that is patreon.com forward slash control the zone and if this is your first time joining us here on the lockdown mariners podcast welcome to the show if you like what you hear give us a follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this and if you're watching us on youtube hit the subscribe button turn on the notification bell and give this video a thumbs up we greatly appreciate it so it was a rough weekend for the seattle mariners to say the least Let's just get that out of the way. It uh, we we were riding quite the high for a uh, few weeks there, and now kind of feels like that has fallen apart over the last three or so days. But I'm going to tell you why that is actually not the case in just a moment. We're also going to be telling you uh, if Mariner fans should be upset with Julio Rodriguez over how he has apparently handled this situation with his wrist. And later on, we're going to look at the Boston Red Sox, who are just falling down the wildcard standings right now. They've performed horribly against the AL East, and they're starting to look a little bit like sellers. There was also even a report that said that they might be sellers at the deadline. So we're going to look at them. We're going to look through their roster and see if there's anyone on that roster who fits for the Mariners at the deadline. But Colby, coming out of this weekend... It's a really tough team that you faced. You ran into one of the best teams in all of baseball in the Houston Astros, and they ran through you. And plus, you didn't have one of your best players in Julio Rodriguez for all three of those games. Just how are you feeling coming out of the weekend? Uh, fine, uh, relatively. You know, it's it's something we talked about on Friday. You might lose two or three of these games. It's totally possible. And and. You know, you kind of look at it. It was kind of weird that they they had lined up Marco against Urquidy. Um, you kind of understand why they did because Gilbert versus uh, Verlander is a better matchup than Marco versus Verlander, uh, and obviously Ray versus Valdez is better than Marco. And and you know Ray just didn't have it. Um, got a little unlucky. There were some some front foot like the the double that in the second inning stands out where he just kind of flung mm-hmm. the bat at the ball and. Jesse Winker slower than 
molasses and freezing weather. So um, it falls in. So, you know, it's just one of those things where you really needed to win that or quit a game to avoid a sweep. And they just couldn't do it. And, and, you know, in all three games they had, they had enough traffic uh, to win all those games. They just couldn't get the big hit. Um, you know, Kyle Lewis came close. Payne made a nice play. It wasn't exactly a rocket or anything, but uh, he came close to getting that big hit. Uh, the Mariners twice had uh, Sam Haggerty up in the seventh inning or later with a chance to uh, tie the game or, or, or give the Mariners the lead in the case of uh, the Verlander game. And, uh, you know, Sam Haggerty, not a not a great hitter, not a guy you want up in those situations against really good pitching. And uh, mm-hmm. unfortunately, the results followed. So, uh, yeah, just kind of a tough one. Robbie Ray had his first, you know, blow up start in like six weeks. So it's just unfortunate, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the way it worked out. And yet in all those games, the Mariners, they had a shot. It wasn't a great one, but they did have a shot to either tie or win the game late. Uh, they just couldn't figure out how to do it. And so, uh, yeah, you know, you look at the Astros, they're a better team on paper. Uh, they're a better team statistically. I'm just looking at the standings. Um, so it's really not all that surprising. Uh, the important thing is what they do next year. They get three against the Rangers, um, who, you know, are, are as we know, are, are scrappy and they do have to face Dane Dunning and John Gray this time around. So mm-hmm. uh, not the easiest matchup for the Mariners. So it's going to be really important for them to kind of stop the bleeding, so to speak, get back on a, a little bit of a run here and, and find a way to uh, take a series that you should take at home against a, a fading Ra- Rangers team. So does getting swept kill the vibes to me? No, uh, unequivocally. No, the, as you said, as I said earlier, the Astros are an absolute buzzsaw. They're one of the best teams in baseball. They have all-stars on all-stars on all-stars, both on the pitching and on the offensive fronts. They're really good. And you went into that series at less than full strength. Well, it seemed like you were going to be at full strength until about two minutes before first pitch. (laughs) And then... Uh, that all kind of started to fall apart, and then Jesse Winker gets hurt in yesterday's game as well. We'll see how that goes. Didn't seem like it was too serious of a thing after the game, but we'll we'll see if he's going to be able to uh, be in the lineup tonight. Uh, but you know, you you ran into one of the best teams in baseball. You and, and plus they were also kind of uh, riding the high of already playing a couple games coming out of the break against the Yankees. They took both of those in a doubleheader. They're just really hot right now. They're just playing great ball, uh, great baseball, and um, you know it was it was bound to happen. You were bound to lose a game for sure. You know you had sixty nine left coming out of the break. You got sixty six left. You were bound to, you know, drop three, four, five in a row at some point. It's just going to happen. That's that's the way that baseball goes. This doesn't change anything for me. This doesn't at all. We know that the Mariners, are, as currently constructed, are still an inferior team to teams like the Yankees, the Astros, etc. But they can get a lot better in the in the coming weeks. Now, are they going to get better than the Astros, the Yankees, etc.? No. They're not, but I think they're going to put together a more formidable formidable product that is going to be able to better compete with those teams and better be able to execute on certain mistakes that those teams make, certain openings that those teams give you to, to beat them. Because right now the, the Mariners just they didn't have the, the perfect recipe to you know take advantage of that in this series. I think wholeheartedly though, by you know, the, the August second trade deadline. They're going to have those pieces in place that, that better helps them in, in situations like that. So uh, I think it's just kind of a matter of uh, circumstance 
right now how this happened. You know, you come out of the break, guys are a little bit banged up still, and you know, you run into a really good team, and that's it. And look, after all of this, you're still two games ahead of the fourth place team in the wild card standings right now. So you're still in a very, very good spot. This sweep, while you had an opening to add some more games to you know to your record and to to your your wild card standing right now at the end of the day you didn't you didn't lose anything out of this series though right uh maybe you lost some momentum but yeah you know momentum's said this momentum's only as good as the next day's starter and marco didn't give you a chance to win on friday so momentum mm-hmm. over <laughs> um but yeah it's just it's one of those things where you know it'll happen uh but like you said they're still in a playoff position at the season end today um i believe they would be heading to minnesota does that sound right um so yeah they, they'd still be in the playoffs of the season ended today they still have one of the easiest schedules uh for the rest of the year of any of the other contenders um you know and we talked about this heading into the break it, it's it's one of those things where you kind of have to survive the next 20 games because you get the astros for seven and the Yankees for six, so 13 of your next 20 are against, you know, the two best teams in the American League. Mm. You, you got to survive, and, and you know, what does surviving look like? I mean, uh, to me, if you can go 10 and 10, uh, then you're in a good spot, and well, unfortunately, now they're, now they got to go 10 and 7 uh, in the next 17, but, uh, you know, they've done it before, um, and it really, if they go 8 and 12, 9 and 11, something like that, they should be fine, because again, they're still going to get the White Sox are still going to get Cleveland. They're still going to get Detroit. Um, they're still going to get Kansas City. So uh, still going to get the A's a lot. So the still Angels. got a lot of still got a lot of series against bad teams, teams that you should beat. Right, and so and and again, you know, it's not like it feels almost like the teams have finally like separated. Where like mm-hmm. it feels like for the six American League playoff spots, there are really seven teams competing for it. And the other mm-hmm. eight are they're out, more or less. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Mariners are still in a good spot. Uh, they have a little bit of a buffer. That's the beauty of the 14 game win streak. You create that buffer, um, but they do need to uh, turn it around pretty quick here. The last thing you want is to, you know, be losers of five of six coming out of the break, and then you have to go to Houston for four games. That's that's not a formula that's going to work out well for anybody. So yeah, find a way to win a series here. Five hundred here. Yeah, find a way to win a series against Texas. See if you can salvage a game or two against Houston before you head to New York. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, uh, you know, we'll see what Jerry DePoto and the front office have cooking up. Trade market's starting to heat up a little bit. You know, we had the Daniel Vogelback trade to, to New York. So there are there is some movement going on in the market. Not a ton yet, but it has kickstarted a little bit. So there's a possibility that, hey, at any point in time here from now until August 2nd, the Mariners could add some pieces. So be on the lookout keep your head on a swivel basically if you're a Mariners fan all right so should fans be upset with Julio Rodriguez over his wrist injury because there are some folks upset with Julio Rodriguez on social media and uh, we want to talk about that so we're going to get into all that in just a moment but real quick a reminder this episode of lot Locked on Mariners is to you by Blue Nile. Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as them with the modern convenience of online 
shopping at BlueNile.com. BlueNile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. BlueNile's bench jewelers will then handcraft their perfect engagement ring, and each ring will be a one-of-a-kind. Looking for fine jewelry but having trouble choosing? BlueNile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com, and going on now is the Blue Nile anniversary sale. Save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever piece. Go to BlueNile.com today. You're listening to Locked On Mariners. Thank you again for making us your first listen of the day, just like you do here every single day. We greatly appreciate your support. So Julio Rodriguez injured his wrist on a stolen base attempt down in Texas. He was able to stay in that game and finish that game. He went and did the home run derby and hit the second most home runs in any derby ever uh, down in L.A. the very next day and then played in the All-Star game the day after that. It seemed to be fine, and he was in uniform. He went through warm-ups, everything, before Friday night's game against the Astros, even caught the ceremonial first pitch from Mike Cameron, and then was suddenly scratch from the lineup but then reports came out and i even reported this on twitter that he was looking a little bit slow during batting practice those that's what i was told at least and uh they uh they wanted to basically take a you know out of precaution take him out of the lineup give him some treatment and see how he would respond unfortunately he was not able to respond well enough to play in the next two games. And Scott Service and company have said that the plan right now is not to play him until they feel that he can swing a bat at 100%. And right now, they just don't feel that he's capable of doing that. So knowing that he did injure the wrist in Texas, Scott Service has identified that as what started all of this. Knowing that he was ailing a little bit here. Who's to blame? Is this Julio to blame for going to the Derby and, and pushing it a little further? Is this the team's fault for letting him go and push this further? Should fans be upset with Julio Rodriguez right now? Colby? It's a little complicated um, mm-hmm. because on the surface, Julio hurt his wrist, uh, knew that he had hurt it to some degree, chose to participate in an optional activity anyways, took, I don't know, 150, 200 vicious swings uh, in a hour and a half time span, uh, aggravated the wrist, then played in the all-star game, took two, two, two at bats in the all-star game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then next thing you know, he misses, I don't want to say a crucial three game series, but you know, you, you have sellout crowds, you, you, you know, there's, there's all this momentum, you built all this positivity and five minutes before first pitch, boom, it's gone. Like, and they just never recovered that energy. Um, so on the surface, yeah, I, I understand why Mariners fans would, would be like, you know, what are you doing? Like what, why did you pick the home run derby over winning? And, and honestly, it, based on what I've heard from, about uh, Scott service, um, it sounds like Scott kind of, I don't think he's mad at Julio. I think he's maybe a little disappointed. Um, you just kind of read between the lines of his comments. He said, well, he said he was good, you know, and it's like, yeah. so like clearly they were concerned enough to ask Julio, Hey, are you sure you can do the Derby? And Julio said, yes. And so I understand from that side, but also you look at from Julio's side, 
Julio's 21 years old, right? He is at the all-star game for the first time. He is at the home run derby for the first time. Uh, there's a lot of adrenaline pumping through him. So he's probably not feeling the wrist all that much, uh, you know, the day after because he's so jacked up. Um, and then the adrenaline goes away for a couple of days. The wrist starts to stiffen up a little bit. Um, and you say, well, how much did it, did he, was there really reason for him to think that the wrist was going to be a serious issue? Because sometimes your body can lie to you with adrenaline, right? So we don't know how much that mm. wrist was bothering him, uh, before the Derby and, and, um, if it was bothering him at all and he still chose to participate, I would mm. say that's a selfish decision on Julio's part, but selfishness isn't really a problem. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things where it's like selfish is, is typically seen as a, a bad thing. And, and sometimes it is, but for Julio's standpoint, like I got a chance to go in a million dollars, like $300,000 well, over, yeah, that's over what I was going to make was... this year anyways. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, too, is like you got a 21 year old here who has an opportunity to use his great immense talent mm -hmm. to make a higher earning than he will for this entire season in one night. Right. And not and to he mention, did that. Yeah. Not to mention build his national brand. Um, yeah. More or less cement himself as the rookie of the year, which also comes with a million dollar bonus, um, because at this stage, if, if Julio doesn't win rookie of the year, it's going to be because he collapsed. Um, it's, it's, if he's even just average Julio for the next two months, he's, he's rookie of the year. And I believe that comes with another million dollar prize. So yeah, it's one of those things where it's like Julio maybe made a, a business decision and trusted himself and his body to, to figure it out uh, after the fact. And at 21 years old, seems like a reasonable risk. I mean, honestly, in the mind yeah. of a 21 year old, you're indestructible. And so right. it's just one of those things where it's like, I don't know if anybody's to blame here. I don't know if anybody like, I understand like the feeling of like feeling let down almost by Julio, but I also understand the idea of like, you know, like don't like, like how dare you, uh, you know, question Julio's toughness or whatever, because there are some people out there who are say some really weird things about Julio, how he's not a game or he's not like a grinder. Or like he doesn't, he's not going to, he can't tough it out. And like, Oh, well clearly it's just all about him. Like he's so fake. And it's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, <laughs> like there's, there's a line you cross where it's ridiculous. But I, I think, I think what you also can't say is that Julio should be absolved of all like, no disappointment. I, I don't know if disappointment is the right word. That sounds a little too harsh, but, I think I think it's fair for for fans to be like, oh, you know, man, you know, you hurt your wrist. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of a light criticism, I would say. Like, yeah. yeah, not the like, oh, he's putting the team or he's putting himself above the team. None of that nonsense. Just, you know, it wasn't a smart decision for a 21 year old to risk that. Yeah. Uh, and the Mariners won't even rule out a DL stint or an IL stint. So uh, it's might be serious enough. It's a risk that he's hurt in the past. I understand why Scott would be a little bit miffed. That Julio, yeah. well, you know, well, Julio said he was good. Um, so I don't know. And then he also, maybe I'll, I'll sit on that until we have some more confirmation. But uh, mm -hmm. I just, to me, it's like, I get where a lot of, uh, where most of the Mariners fans are coming from who are disappointed, not the extreme, uh, not the extreme side of it. Um, and I also understand that people are defending Julio. It's, it's totally defensible. I don't think Julio's a bad guy. I don't think that the Mariners fans who are like, you know, like, oh, I wish I wish he hadn't done that. I don't think they're they're dumb. I, I think they have mm. valid points on both sides. And so I just it's just a situation that's a bummer for everybody. 
Yeah. And, uh, you know, ultimately at the end of the day, I mean, he put on a hell of a show despite all of this down in LA as well. And that was, I mean, we all enjoyed it. Let's not fool ourselves here. We all had fun with it. And, um, you know, it's just now looking back on it in retrospect, knowing more context about the risks and everything. Yeah. I mean, I, I wish he had not done that. He, I, I wish that he had not pushed it, but at the same time I get why he did it. Right. I, I, and I, Honestly, you know, if I had a chance to do it again, I still would have put my faith in him and a 21 year old to be OK, honestly. Um, but, you know, that's just the it's it's the way that it goes. You know, it's the at the end of the day that he, he made a decision for himself and, and to build his brand and, and to, um, you know, have a chance to earn more than he was ever going to make this year in its entirety. So I can't fault him for that. I really can't. I, I cannot hold that against him whatsoever. He's a sensational talent and an absolute superstar who deserves that stage, who deserves to have that stage right now, not in the future, but right this second. And I'm glad that he took the opportunity for that. I just wish that maybe he uh, he had gone about it a little bit differently. But, you know, it's over and done with now. Now all you can focus on at this point is how do you proceed? How do you navigate this if you're the Mariners? And how do you, how is the best way to navigate this if you're Julio? You know, do you uh, try to rush yourself back or do you, you know, take that IL stint and get a week off and, and really try to heal up and, and, you know, get ready for this run in the second half? I think this is going to be a very big decision for both the Mariners and Julio coming up here in the next day or so. So switching gears now. We are going to talk some trade. Uh, the Red Sox, as I said earlier on in the show, have really, really struggled as of late. And they're starting to look a little bit like they might end up being sellers. They have a few pieces that Colby and I both like for the Mariners. We'll be talking about those guys in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sporting wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts they have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action bet online is where the game starts so i think anyone who's listening to this that hasn't been living under a rock knows that the red sox lost to the blue jays by a bajillion runs the other day and then they lost three other games them as well and ended up getting swept and they are falling apart now this year as a whole they've been really bad against the alias they haven't won a series against the alias this year that's ridiculous uh, so they're starting to fall off a little bit here off of the, uh, off of the Mariners trail for sure. And, uh, you know, the guardians, the white Sox, the, the Orioles, they've all been hanging around. They've been able to surpass them at times, or at least be able to hang around them in the standings now. So this is starting to get a little more difficult here for the Red Sox. The path is starting to blur a little bit for them to get to the postseason. It's not gone just yet. They do have time to turn things around here. But if they don't get things turned around pretty quick, and there's been reports now that they are considering potentially selling at the trade deadline, especially because a lot of their guys that they have right now are set to be free agents next year, including Xander Bogarts, who has a player option that he is 
almost sure, surely going to decline and enter the free agent market. So they have a lot of decisions coming up here and a lot of players that I think the Mariners would have a lot of interest in. So who jumps off of the page for you looking at the Red Sox right now? Raphael Devers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, of course. Probably not. not. Yeah. Probably, yeah, probably not. Um, Alex Verdugo, who actually think would be a great fit in Seattle, but again, probably yeah. not. So you just kind of look at like who's likely to be dealt. You have some rentals that make a lot of sense for Seattle. Um, mostly Nathan Ivaldi, um, who when he's on is a legit, you know, number three, sometimes looks like a number two starter. Um, this year he's, he's missed some time. He hasn't been quite as sharp with his command. Uh, it's, it's been kind of a, a, a down year for Ivaldi overall. But again, when you're looking at like, hey, this guy's a rental, so he's going to be a little bit cheaper than Montes and, and Castillo, mm-hmm. and he's not quite as good as those guys. Although when when Evaldi is on, he's every he's bit really as good fun. as those guys. He's really he, fun. He's very he's very good. Um, so you get maybe a little bit of a discount there, uh, but there is some like you know I'm projecting like, hey, we can get this guy back to where he was last year. We can get him a more consistent where he's more consistently hitting his ceiling, um, and we have less than a month basically to do that. So uh, there's a little bit of risk there. Kiki Hernandez, I think makes a lot of sense. Um, If you feel okay about his hip, it sounds like he's about to go out on a rehab assignment. Uh, But this is a guy who can play center field pretty well. He can play second base. Um, You know, it's, it's not been a good year this year at the plate. He's really struggled. Uh, But just last year he was a four win player and postseason hero. He's got that Mm postseason experience. Um, You know, the veteran who's been there, done that type of thing that Scott service loves to talk about. Um, pretty good athlete. So I, I think that's an interesting name. Um, and you know, I, I, we'll talk about the fit. It's, it's not a great one, but JD Martinez is also a rental after this mm-hmm. year, he will be a free agent. And obviously his bat would help a lot with his glove. Maybe we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, mm-hmm. and then, you know, it's some guys with a little more control. Nick Paveda, um, has got two years of club control after this. He's probably a number four. In, in all reality, but there is certainly upside and there's a lot of spin to like on uh, Paveda. And then there's some relievers, Garrett Whitlock, Matt Straum, um, John Schreiber. Yes, John Schreiber. So uh, there's some, there's some guys, maybe, maybe a catcher. Um, it, it's Vasquez. one of those. Yes. It's one of those things where there are a lot of pieces that, that could make sense here. Um, but there's a reason why the Red Sox are falling off a cliff essentially. Mm-hmm. And it's because a lot of these guys we're talking about, they haven't quite lived up to expectations for one reason or another. Mm-hmm. Obviously the Mariners should trade for Trevor story. Clearly that's the, uh, that's the path here. Him and his 81 WRC plus or whatever it's at now. A few days ago, it was only at 81. Uh, he's been uh, not good for them aside from that one series against the Mariners. Woof. Yeah. Uh, I, I will uh, join you in, in passing. Dylan on Moore is Mr. better. Uh, on Mr. Story. Wow. He said something nice about Dylan Moore again. Uh, <laughs> or is the bar just so, so low with Trevor it's, Story? It's mostly Story being that bad. But, okay. All right. Um, so, yeah, I mean. I, like, uh, I, I, I want to talk about Xander Bogarts here, though. Oh, yeah. I, I want to talk I, about Xander. Okay. I figured. Because, like, you only get him for two months. He's a great, great, great player. But how much does great he actually player. cost you, knowing that he's go- he's going to decline the player option? Yep, absolutely. Obviously, like technically, you do have him under club control, but you really don't. You really don't. You really. It's don't. a rental. Yeah. So how much does that cost? In reality, like 
Well, I mean, a, a part of this too is, is like, what do the Red Sox want to do? Are they looking for a, you know, quick turnaround? Let's compete next year. seems that's more than likely what they would want. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, what, what do they need to have that? What do they need to have happen for that to happen? And you go, well, they're going to have to place Evaldi, JD Martinez, Xander Bogarts, Kiki Hernandez, build basically an entire bullpen from scratch. The rotation, Chris Sale can't stay healthy. He's also a child, but that's different discussion. Uh, Alex Verdugo's having a down year. Their top prospects aren't really producing like you would like. So, oh God, Jaron Duran, man, what happened? <laughs> that what I, happened? that's an excuse. The fact that he's still on your major league roster shows how broken the Boston Red Sox are. Let's be honest. That's for, an for those don't, that don't know. Rymel Tapia of the Blue Jays <laughs> hit a routine pop fly to center field where Jaron Duran, one of the Red Sox top prospects, was standing, and he just looked at it, sail over his head, then looked behind him as it landed on the ground and just walked towards it, yeah, and then just, turned around and just gave up, just gave up on it. And Tapia yeah. went in for a uh, three run inside the park home run. Is, well, that was a grand slam. Oh, was it a grand slam? Um, I think so. Yeah, so he lost it in the lights. Like, okay, that happens. And he's standing there Mm -hmm. looking up, and and then ball lands about 20 feet behind him. He turns around, sees the ball, like, rolling up against the fence, and he just... Just give up (sighs) on it. Strolls. Verdugo, meanwhile, is busting it from from the left field. (laughs) And he's sliding in. He's trying to make a play on it. And and Durant's just standing there watching the entire time. It's like, that dude should not be on your major league. Any decent major league uh, run team is like, no, we can't have that. I'm sorry. Uh, But he's leading off for the Red Sox today. So Wow. If you wonder how broken the Red Sox are, there you go. Um, But, yeah, Xander Bogarts, man. uh, First of all, the answer is yes. Like, well, what yeah. do you do with JP? I guess JP is your second baseman. Or Xander Bogarts or I, is your second or, baseman. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, you trade for Xander. He plays wherever you want him to play, basically. Mm-hmm. So if, yeah. if you want him to play at second base, he, he plays mm-hmm. at second base. That's, that's it. I would guess that for Xander Bogarts, Emerson Hancock mm. would you for do two it? months of Bogarts. It's Xander Bogarts. Uh, it is. It is. Um, Let me ask you this. Would you rather do that than trade for uh, trade all the stuff for Juan Soto? Yeah, absolutely. In a heart. Yes. Not even close. Yeah. Okay. You know why? Because Xander Bogarts at least plays up the middle. I'm getting defensive and base running value from him. Um, point. Yeah. I mean, if Juan Soto was a shortstop, like, I don't care. Trade George Kirby and Logan Gilbert. What do I care? <laughs> He's a right fielder, not a very good one. Anyways, we're not talking about that. Um, <laughs> we had to get it in there for, for our quota. Of course, of course. Our daily course. quota, yeah. Uh, until August 3rd, we have to mention Juan Soto <laughs> once per show. It's in our contract. Um, I wouldn't hate it. I just don't know if I'd do it. Because yeah. it's yeah. like trading Emerson Hancock for a guy to hopefully get you three playoff games. I don't know. Like, like if I trade Hancock for like Castillo, at least I get two shots. You know what I mean? So true, true. Um, yeah, I don't. I wouldn't be upset. I'd say I'll say that I wouldn't be upset if they did it. But yeah, I mean, it would be pretty cool. Sander Bogarts. I mean, hell yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. So so how could JD Martinez fit? Especially with like Mitch Haniger, Kyle Lewis, yeah. Carlos Santana, <laughs> Ty France, et cetera, et cetera, Jesse Winker. The- like, the only way I could see it fitting is if you are also then trading one of Lewis Hanniger, Winker, Santana. 
That's the thing that we're not really talking about is like, could you get something from a contender for Mitch Haniger? Like where you like yeah. trade him for like a reliever or something? Yes. I think you could trade him for a starter, uh, to be honest with you. It's it's kind of yeah. tough because you need a you need like a contender who has excess pitching but needs it like maybe there's the one Padres. team like that. Yeah, I Padres. mean, yeah, maybe. Yeah. But like you're not getting like Musgrove or Clevenger for him, so it's like, would you trade Mitch Haniger for Blake Snell, um, knowing that you're going to flip say Starlin Aguilar and Travis Kuhn for JD Martinez? Mm. Maybe. I mean, JD's not really an outfielder; he's a DH, but he's been okay in left field. But playing left field in Fenway versus playing left field at T-Mobile, kind of different. So. Uh, I think you'd have to trade one of those guys to make it fit. Um, but also, you know, honestly, like if Jesse Winker's a guy that you just have to bench for a majority of the rest of the season because he's not going to produce, so be it. Like we're at that time right. and it's, you know, we love Jesse. He's a great player and he's looked like he was starting to turn things around. He's been pretty bad uh, since the suspension, more or less. Um, he's working on some new things that haven't really we haven't really seen the results of yet. So I still think he's going to hit at some point, but how long are you willing to wait? Is JD Martinez a better hitter right now than Jesse Winker? Yeah. 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 So then isn't that all that really matters? Yeah, yeah. kind of. So I don't really see JD Martinez being a fit, but if you trade, I don't know, what if Kyle Lewis is a part of the trade to get Luis Castillo? It's like, yeah. oh, now I just have to rotate Santana and Haniger and and JD Martinez through the DH. I could figure that out. So right, we'll see. I just don't think it's likely. Uh, I think of all the guys we we kind of touched on today, Ivaldi is is the best fit. And of course, your boy Nick Pavetta. Yeah, still holding on. Still holding on to that dream. Yeah. Should have done it a few years ago when he was cheaper. But you know, Jerry doesn't take my calls. So darn. I mean, he's. He's still there. He's he's there. He's, he might be there. He might be available. Just saying. Just saying. Uh, Nick Pavetta would look uh, pretty good in a Mariners uniform. I'm, I'm just going to put that out there. All right. Well, that's going to do it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. For Colby Patnode, I'm Tidy Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow Inside the Mariners at Inside Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. That's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z. And Colby at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode, whether you're watching or listening to it. Thank you again for making us your first listen of the day, just like you do here every single day. Now make your second listen of the day, the Locked On MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked On MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts podcast just like us and with that have yourself a beautiful baseball day and we'll see you tomorrow go ems peace